0: Welcome to another edition of Sports with Yosef. I'm Yosef Masinter. Got a legendary show here today where we're going to go over Ray Lewis. Some stories from his career, his great moments, all with a special guests, all on Sports with Yosef. So there's still a lot of baseball left to go. Trade deadline ended. Crazy moves happening. Some expected, some not expected. Got a great... NL postseason race, but this year there's another group entering the Hall of Fame, and leading that group is Ray Lewis. Ray, 17-year career, he was a dominant force for the Ravens. Was a Raven his entire career. He was a leader in two ways. He was an emotional leader, and he was a playing leader. He wanted a play to happen. He would. Ask, he would tell everyone, let's go, we're going to stop him here. And he would be one of those guys who would be key on making that stop. Ray was an exceptional player. I didn't get to see all that much of Ray Lewis. Not old enough. But I wanted to talk about Ray today. And so joining me today to talk about Ray Lewis is a guy who's covered him for many, many years. Keith Mills from WBAL. Keith, thanks for joining me on Sports with Yosef. How are you doing?
1: Uh, I appreciate it. Looking
0: forward to it. Nice talking to you. Glad this worked out. You've covered the Ravens for many years. What do you think Ray's greatest moment was? Oh, boy, that's a, that's a great, qu-
1: great question. He, uh, he achieved so many incredible things, but I have to go back to the second Super Bowl championship back in 2013 in New Orleans, because back in 2000 when the Ravens won the Super Bowl, Ray was really at the top of his game. The Ravens' defense was just uh, unbelievably uh, difficult to to do anything on, and and really the Ravens um, were from the midway point on in the NFL season yeah, that year the best team in the league. um, in 2013, though, if you remember, he got hurt and he missed uh, a lot of the end of the season, missed about four or five games at the end of the season. He came back for the playoffs and the first game he came back against the Indianapolis Colts at M&T Bank Stadium, he set a playoff record for most tackles. And as Don Martindale, the uh, new defensive coordinator for the Ravens, said this week, it was it was just about passion and will and a desire to do it uh, because he was still hurting a little bit. And the Ravens weren't as dominant on defense as they were then. So to go through that playoff run, to figure out a way to beat Denver the next week on the mile-high miracle, the pass from Joe Flacco, but also that game, the Ravens really defended Peyton Manning well. And then to go into New England and to shut them out in the second half of the AFC Championship that year – was just an, an amazing accomplishment. And then the top off his Hall of Fame career, the last game he would ever play, helping the Ravens stop Colin Kaepernick and the 49ers on the goal line, where Ray really made two big plays at the end of the game to make that happen. Um, you know, that to me was the perfect way for Ray Lewis to end his career. And I would think, and, and we, we'll get a chance to ask him this weekend in Canton. I would think that, that's probably the crowning achievement because the Ravens of 2013 weren't as dominant as the Ravens from 2000 and, uh, and, and one.
0: Uh-huh. What is the best story just that, you know, of, of what Ray did as a Raven?
1: Oh, wow. So many unbelievable stories, but to me, uh, the one that stands out, uh, was, um, The year before the uh, Ravens won the second Super Bowl, if you remember, they lost uh, in New England, in Foxborough, the AFC Championship on two really just um, back-breaking plays. One was a pass from Joe Flacco to Lee Evans in the end zone that he dropped, which would have put the uh, Ravens up uh, by, uh, you know, would have given them the lead with about 15, 20 seconds left in the game. And then Billy Cundiff misses a field goal as time runs out. And instead of sending the game to overtime, they lose the game. And probably one of the most heartbreaking finishes that I've ever been around of. And certainly the most devastating loss that the Ravens have ever had, because they were knocking on the door of going to the Super uh, in 2011. And, uh, to lose the game that way was crushing. And what happened in the locker room after the game was signature Ray Lewis. Um, everybody was devastated. Guys were throwing helmets. There were guys crying. It was one of the most unbelievable scenes that I've ever witnessed in um, in, in sports. And Ray, right before the media got in into the uh, locker room, gathered everyone around. And he looked basically everyone in the eye. And he said, we're not going to let this moment define us as a team, and we're certainly not going to let this moment um, ruin what was a great season and a great game today. And he looks at Lee Evans and he goes, Lee, he goes, we got your back. And you put us in position to win today. We didn't get it done. It's It's not your fault. It's a team game. And basically he looked everybody in the eye and he goes, we're going to use this moment. To motivate us to come back next year and win the championship. And that's exactly what they did. And that moment in time to me showed two things one, why Ray was one of the great teammates in the history of um, the Ravens or in the history of of team sports. And two, why he was one of the great leaders in all of sports. And, uh, you know, it was a a devastating loss, but Ray um, found a way. To put a silver lining around it, and that motivated them and got them through the next season.
0: Mm-hmm. Where would you rank Ray all-time at middle linebacker, both as a leader and as a player, and both, really? Well, 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 Ray is the
1: greatest football player I've ever seen in person. And I remember watching the New York Giants at the end of Lawrence Taylor's career. Same with Jerry Rice with the 49ers. I went to uh, all their Super Bowl excuse me, all their Super Bowls. And those guys were tremendous players. Uh, And the reason I rank um, Ray Lewis in front of Lawrence Taylor is that Ray also defended the pass. Lawrence Taylor was pretty much a a run stopper and a pass rusher. Ray wasn't the pass rusher that he was, but he went from sideline to sideline as well as any player I've ever seen. He was a dominant uh, player. He impacted every game he played. He was relentless in every uh, in, in every snap that he was on the field for. And he was just a an unbelievable competitor. Um, there have been other great players. You know, I've seen Emmitt Smith, seen um, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Uh, was very young when Johnny Unitas played. But Ray Lewis, to me personally, was the best football player I've ever seen in person. Mm-hmm. So I would have to say that. Uh, with Dick, no, no disrespect to the great middle linebackers that played before him. Jack Lambert, Dick Butkus, um, Willie Lanier, who actually went to Morgan State University right here in Baltimore. Uh, Ray, to me, was the best. little prejudice though, you
0: know. <laughs> That's definitely the highest I've heard him ranked, but it, he's the best I've ever seen also. People have said that Ray has wanted the spotlight um, – I don't think it's true, but you would know better than I. Is it true that he wanted the spotlight on the field and off?
1: Well, I don't know if he wanted the spotlight. The spotlight always followed him because he had a charismatic personality, and he had that personality from the time he was about eight or nine years old. There's famous stories in Lakeland, Florida, where he grew up, where he, he, he kind of knew he was the best player, and he never ducked that responsibility when he was in high school, you know, he started uh, entering the field and uh, enter, kind of entertaining the fans. I don't know if he ever sought out the spotlight um, and, and his ego would say, I needed the spotlight, but the spotlight always found him. Um, he, he always had a bullseye on his back because he was always one of the best players and the best athlete, and he never um, ducked that responsibility. A lot of players can't handle it. A lot of players are great players, but they don't have the personality that when um, push comes to shove and the game's on the line, they want to be out there. Adam Jones of the Orioles is like that. Uh, Eddie Murray, Cal Ripken of the Orioles were like that. So many great players today are like that. Ray Lewis is certainly like that. Ed Reed was like that. Joe Flacco has been like that in his career. I mean, He has never ducked the, the, the spotlight and he, he sees the opportunity to take, uh, to, to take advantage of the moment. Ray lived in the moment. Ray loved to put, the, um, to put the teammates on his back and carry him to whatever challenge they faced. And not a, lot of, not a lot of guys can do that. A lot of people can talk about doing it, but very few can do it. And he was one of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Switching topics to the Hall of Fame game, do you think the extra game helps the teams that plays in it or hurts it?
1: Well, the coaches will tell you any game they play in the preseason helps because it gives them an extra game to evaluate a lot of their young players who they're still trying to figure out if they can play in the NFL or not. This is a big game um, for Lamar Jackson and a lot of the Ravens rookies simply because it's their first NFL game, and they will be christened into a whole different level of competition. No knock on college football and and no knock on that kind of – Of of, uh, competition, but this is different. It's faster. Players are bigger, stronger uh, across the board. um, So they will be christened into a whole new level of competition. The veteran players detest preseason football because it's a, it's a, it doesn't, the games do not mean anything and it's a high risk for injury as every NFL game is. So um, they can, they can do without all of this uh, preseason stuff. You know, they've told many of those guys, say, hey, let's, let's get take us three weeks to get ready, and then let's go play. So, um, um, you know, depends on who you talk to. depends on the merits of the Hall of Fame game. You know, it's getting a lot of notoriety this year uh, in Baltimore because it's the only game in town tonight. And it's going to be on uh, national television. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth will do the game. Uh, a lot of eyes are going to be on it because there's a lot of curiosity and intrigue. Concerning Lamar Jackson. Can he play in the NFL? Can his game transfer to college to the pros? So we'll see tonight. But it uh, depends on who you talk to. depends on the merits of preseason football. I personally think they should cut the preseason in half to two games. I think the fact that they charge fans um, full price, full regular season ticket prices for preseason football is one of the great shams in all of sports. It's a complete ripoff. And um, I would like to see him do away with the preseason altogether. But that's not going not to happen. So at least I'd like to see him trim two games off the books, even though I don't think that's going to happen either.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for doing this, Keith. Really appreciate it.
1: Uh, my pleasure. Great job, brother. Appreciate
0: it. Talk to you soon. Yeah, can't wait. Again, thank you, Keith. And thank you for listening to Sports with Yosef. I'm Yosef Macinter. I'll see you next week.